Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Well, good morning again. As we gather here in this first month of June, we begin a new series called Family Reunion. And we're going to explore what it means to be God's people, to be that community of believers, especially when we've had such an extended time of really not being together the way that we normally are. As we gather here in this month of June, as we look towards that date on July, let's see if you got the date down, 11th. See, you got that on your calendar already. You marked it, July 11th. We're going to talk about being God's people, being this family that is united in our faith, united in our Savior Jesus Christ, and what it means to be, even as we talk about this vision talk that we've had, what it means to be united around that as God's people and united in the love that our God has for us in Jesus Christ and sharing that love with one another. Let's start with a question, kind of get our wheels greased here a little bit. Did you go to family reunions growing up? How many of you went to family reunions growing up? That was a part of your family celebration. You know, a lot of folks did. I don't know if we ever officially had a family reunion growing up. Growing up, we often, especially during the summertime, we'd go to see my cousins, either one or two of the different cousins of their, their households during the summer. Most often, we didn't come to our house because living in Arizona, growing up in Phoenix, when it's brutally hot outside, granted there's no humidity like there is in Nebraska and other parts of the world, it's a dry heat, but hey, when it's 115 degrees, you know, my two cousins, you know, those households, they had something we didn't have. When the sun is beating down on you, you know, they had something that was so desirable. In their backyards, they had this hole, and in that hole, there was water. They had swimming pools. And so we love to go to their house and go swimming. Now, again, this is Arizona, so I don't know. Again, so a lot of you are from Nebraska. Um, you know, a few weeks ago, we was up in Minnesota. I don't know what northern Minnesotans would do. But for us in Arizona, we didn't go swimming until the water was like 90 degrees. It had to be nice and warm, but boy, 90 degrees felt kind of chilly cold when it's 115, 120 degrees outside, but it was great. You know, we play all day in the pool. We play games like Marco Polo. You know, it was that, just that time to be together as a family, to, to celebrate, you know, one another, to be there and, and to live life together. And after eating a lot of swimming all day long, we'd, of course, have food because, you know, there's no family gatherings without food, right? You've got to have food. And we, we had food. We had great time together. And usually later in the evening, if we didn't go swimming again, we played a little bit of pool. I remember one time I was playing pool, and I scratched. You know what it means to scratch when the, you know, ball goes off like that? Yeah, my cousin, that, that guy, I hit him right. He went down between the legs. <laughs> I... <laughs> You know, it's family. It's time together. And thankfully, he was really graceful and forgave me. But, you know, we talk about what it means to be together as a family. A family reunion, you know, whether it's a small family reunion, whether it's something kind of, you know, that happens on a regular basis or whether it's a really big event. I mean, for some of us, you know, we're looking forward to after being kind of locked in our homes and not being together with family. We're looking to being together, just like we look forward to being together now, being together as God's people. You know, family reunions, I mean, families are made up of some crazy people, aren't they? I mean, how many of you have some crazy people in your family? Yeah. I mean, how many of you, the crazy people are sitting right next to you? Yeah. You know, my family's all going like, yep, that it was B. James. He was the crazy one. But, you know, you got the crazy ones. You got, you got the old ones. You know, the ones that have been around and have lived life. They've been around for generations. The grandparents, even great-grandparents. 
And my grandmother, she was there at all those events. You know, she was, she was there. She was the, you know, the, the matriarch of the family. And sometimes you got those, you know, those uncles and our aunts, the ones that are a lot of fun, you know, to play with. I know as, as a younger uncle, when I go see my wife's family, you know, they had the trampoline, and I was usually there with all the young nieces and nephews jumping up and down on the trampoline because, you know, it was fun, and I had energy. I still have energy, so the trampolines are fun. But, you know, it's being together again. It's celebrating being together. And you have those family members that you're close to, and you have some that are a little more like strangers, especially if you're getting like the whole big family together. But we gather together because, well, we are what? We are family. And being together as a family, even though some may not be as close as others are, even though some may be a little more fun than others are, even though some of us may have some friction, because no family is perfect, we gather because we are family. In this series, we're going to explore what it means for us to be God's family. To be the family of God right here in Lincoln, Nebraska, gathered together to celebrate. Again, especially after this long time of not being together. And scripture is full of this imagery, these metaphors of God's people being family. Let's read together from Romans 8.15. This is part of the text we heard just a few minutes earlier. We read together, God's spirit doesn't make us slaves who are afraid of him. Instead, we become his children and call him father. So let's kind of pull this text apart really quick. You know, God's spirit, the Holy Spirit, you know, makes us, doesn't make us slaves again. So we're not slaves. We don't have to earn our place in the family. We, we are part of God's family because we are adopted. We are adopted into God's family, not because of what we have done. We are adopted because our God loves us. I mean, think about the verse that many of you may know, John 3.16. You know, however you know that translation, God so loved the world, God loved the world this way, he gave his son. God loves us. He gave his son Jesus so that we can be adopted into the family and have the same inheritance as Jesus has. That inheritance we have, that is being part of God's family, that's knowing that someday we're going to be part of this everlasting family reunion in heaven with people that lived long, long, long ago and people that lived well beyond from the time that we have lived, gathered together as God's people. It also means that if we talk about being, you know, in this family of God, that God is our what? God is our Father. And in fact, the language there is even that, that, that Abba, more of that sense of Daddy, it's a close relationship that we have with our God. And if God is our Father, then we are what? We are His children. We are His children, you know, adopted by His grace. And this imagery of, of family is not just a New Testament imagery. It's an Old Testament imagery as well. You know, the, the household of Israel, the family of Israel. And as the family of Israel, as God called them, he called them by grace as well. You know, they had stories to share, stories that became part of who they were. I mean, the big story that they shared, that they celebrated when they gathered together for kind of a family reunion celebration was the Passover meal, when they remembered how God brought them out of slavery in Egypt into the promised land. They had these stories to share. They had this history they shared together. You know, they would tell these stories, and eventually they wrote these stories down, the first five books of the Bible. And they'd write about, you know, this great big flood. They'd write about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And how Jacob and his brother, you know, had this friction, but eventually, you know, healed that relationship. They had those who were closer to and those they were maybe not as close to. They also had, with these traditions, they also had these obligations, these, you know, relationship obligations. You think of the Ten Commandments. They weren't just rules for us to kind of, you know, earn God's love because we can't. These rules that God gave his people 
or these obligations of saying, hey, this is how our family is going to behave. And how many of you have that with your family? Growing up, you know, the mom or dad said, or maybe as parents, you say this to your kids, well, we are, I mean, I'm an Irwin. We are Irwins. This is the way we do things. And God says, you know what? You are my children. And you know what? It's my children. This is the way we do things. This is who we are. And we're going to explore more what that means for us as God's family in this series over the next number of weeks. We are God's family. So this is important that if we are God's family, here's what I want you to get. And you can read these words with me here. You don't go to family, rather you're a part of a family. Did you get that? Just think about that for a moment. How many of you were thinking when you got up this morning, I'm going to go to church? And while that's kind of true, it's kind of not true. We don't just go to church. We are part of a family. We are gathering together as God's family. Now, we are not a perfect family. We've had our moments in the past when we've had friction with each other. We've had moments when, you know, we felt distant from one another. We have folks that we're closer to. And maybe you look around and you say, I don't know everybody here this morning. But we are together as God's family. We are a part of this family. And we're a part of this family, again, not because of anything that we have done. And what we've done doesn't exclude us from this family. It is God's grace who makes us part of this family. It's God's spirit working faith in us, that enables us to say, as Paul says, that we can call God our Father. And if we can call God our Father, if we are God's children, that means you and I are what? We are brothers and sisters in Christ. And see, that's not just a churchy jargon word. I mean, some churches can use that word. It's not just a churchy jargon word. It is really who we are. Because the church is not just, you know, some institution. It's not a building. It's not just a worship time. The church is a family of believers, a family of those whom God has called by his grace, some of us younger, some of us older, some of us in between, some of us with a lot of hair, some of us no hair, you know, some of us who are a lot of fun, some of us who are more serious. We are God's people, God's family gathered together. And like the people of Israel, we have shared stories and traditions. We have this history that we live together, and we have, and we're going to explore this again in many of Paul's letters to the church, this, this obligation, this is how we live as God's people. Because belonging to this family, this belonging to this family comes from who you are in Jesus, not what you do. From who you are in Jesus. And it's just like I'm part of a family because I am a brother, I'm a son, I'm a father. I'm part of a family. And you and I, we are part of this family here, this group of Christians here in Lincoln. But let me give you a few other uh, scripture verses where Paul kind of talks again about brothers and sisters, just so you don't think pastor's got some crazy idea or she's using some churchy old words. It's in scripture. It's in the words that Paul writes to the early Christians, followers of Jesus. 1 Corinthians 1.10, let's read together. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, again, this word, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters. Again, 1 Corinthians 16. We read these words together. All the brothers and sisters send greetings. So Paul, again, if you're not familiar with, you know, the New Testament letters, you know, the fancy word is epistles. These New Testament letters, Paul is writing these to sometimes a specific church, but often to a region or to a city of God's people gathered together. 
And he's helping them in that language say, look, you know, I'm sending greetings from these group over here. They are your brothers and sisters in Christ. They are family. We are connected by the blood of Christ. We are connected in our baptism. We are connected in our faith. All right, Galatians 1, 2, let's read together. All the brothers and sisters in the church in Galatia. So again, you know, the Galatia was this region. Paul is saying to all of you as brothers and sisters, not members, not, you know, uh, people who are, you know, supporting this ministry or something like that, brothers and sisters. You are God's family. Together, we are God's family. Next, let's take a look at Ephesians chapter 6. Let's read together. Peace to the brothers and sisters and love with faith from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. So again, Paul uses that language, peace to our brothers and sisters. This love, this faith that we share in God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And finally, these words from Paul in Philippians chapter 4. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for. I mean, I love those words that Paul writes. You know, Paul, while he traveled around, he, he, he was, had that sense of a pastor's heart. He loved those family reunions. And if you read the letters, you kind of what you read is Paul is writing this to family. He, he, he's trying to encourage them how they live together, how they live and the love God has for them, and how they share that love with one another, and how they share that love in the community where they live. He's there sometimes to challenge them, to encourage them, but you get this sense that he goes, you know, how I love you and I long for you. I long to be with you. I long to be together with you once again. Because again, here's that truth that we're going to land on as we look at this text today. You don't go to family. Rather, you are a part of a family. And you, you are part of the family of God. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. Brothers and sisters, not because of what we have done, but because of who God has made us in Jesus Christ. His spirit that calls us together. You know, and, and as life kind of begins to return to a sense of normality, it's going to be a little bit different, maybe for quite a long time. And there might be some new things that become normal as part of our lives. But as life becomes normal, it's easy for us to get, kind of just rush through life. To come in here on Sunday morning, be part of a Bible study or small group, check the box. But we're called to be much more than that. We're called to do more than just simply come in here and check the box. We're called to live this life together. To do life together as a family of God, as his people. As we spend time with each other. As we spend time celebrating here in worship. As we spend time in Bible studies. As we spend time, you know, doing things, which I forgot I was going to mention the announcements, you know, later on too. That we're going to do some painting. Some people come and help paint. Do other projects around here. Or like Tom, I don't know if Tom's here today. He's painting the rail, which was pretty chipped up and messed up. And he's been working on that. Looks great. You know, or the folks that were up here, you know, earlier this morning. They were part of the strategic planning. You know, part of our family who are serving, living life together doing life together. And we spend time with each other, especially sometimes for some fun events. Like we got this one fun event. This is our family reunion for the summer where the Holy Savior family is on what day? July 11th. So you got that in your heads and in your calendar. You're going to be there. Again, we don't have the details, but I guarantee you this. We're going to have some fun. It's going to be all of us together. And we're going to have one of the important things to have when you have a family reunion is what? Food. We'll have food. We haven't figured all that out yet either. But we're going to have food. We're going to gather together. We're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate who we are as God's people. Even after a really challenging 
you know, 14 months plus. We're going to celebrate that none of that can separate us from God's love. And none of that can take us away from being God's people. Even though we maybe haven't grown up in the same households. We didn't grow up under the same roof. You know, we didn't have the same bedtime stories. The bond that we have is a bond in the blood of Jesus Christ. And the faith that we share and the faith and love that we live. So here's our challenge as we go forward into this new week and as we continue in this series. How can I treat other believers like members of my own family? Again, we're going to explore this more in the upcoming weeks. But just think about that. Pray about that. How can we treat one another as members of the same family? With love and care for one another. As our God loves and cares for us. Let's pray. Lord God, we give you thanks and praise for the great gift of your love. We pray that you bless us, Lord, as we gather here as your family. We pray this, Jesus, in your powerful name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God.